Hello and welcome to the official ASIC podcast. On today's episode, we'll be discussing a new report on due diligence practices in initial public offerings. With me today is ASIC Commissioner John Price. John, thanks very much for your time. Thanks for letting me come on. Uh, A pleasure, as always. Uh, Now, this month, July, ASIC issued a report on due diligence practices in initial public offerings. Before we begin, can you explain in in simple terms what is an IPO and and what is due diligence? Uh, An IPO is the way that a private company can go public by selling its shares to uh, members of the public So what typically happens is that the IPO will prepare an offer document, which is commonly called a prospectus, and then mum and dad and and institutional investors will invest via that document, and then the shares of the company will be uh, sold to other investors, uh, typically on market through an exchange like the ASX. And so what is due diligence in that context? Ah, Well, due diligence is a process by which people can actually check to see whether the prospectus document, the offer document, is actually properly prepared so that everything in the prospectus is accurate and nothing material has been left out. So in your recent report, what are some of the the key findings that were made? Well, we released our uh, report uh, in July of this year and there are probably five key findings that I'd highlight. The first is that Where we saw poor due diligence practices, we also found that disclosure in prospectuses was often defective. So that's something very important to remember. Second thing we found was that it's important that companies and their directors have a good due diligence process because it can help reduce legal risk if there is a mistake in the document. The third thing we found was Um, If a due diligence process is going to work really well, it's very important that directors uh, and their advisors be really actively engaged in the process. Um, Directors in particular, don't just let the advisors run the process. Directors really need to be involved. We found there were some additional risks in due diligence where we're talking about companies that operate overseas or have substantial assets overseas just how you check information where you've got overseas operations can be a challenge. And most importantly, we found really you get what you pay for. So a low cost due diligence process might be cheaper, but in the long run, it can lead to delays, further work, damage to reputation, and it might be a false economy. So obviously high quality due diligence is is very important. Can you talk a little bit about what that looks like in in real terms? sure. Well, I suppose a very important thing is making sure that there's a really good due diligence process. So you've thought about the governance of the process and what the oversight of it is. You do good investigations into the information in the prospectus. You keep good records about the work you've done. Uh, You verify all the material statements in the prospectus. And you continue the process on after the documents have been lodged with ASIC. So if there are any big changes, you're going to be aware of those. It's also very important to focus on a substance over form approach. Don't just treat it as a box ticking exercise. Your prospectus is the offer document that goes to the public. It's your opportunity to say to the public, this is the benefits of the offer. So make sure that you're not just going through this as a box ticking exercise, but you're really thinking about how can we best inform the public about the nature of this offer. 
I mentioned director involvement in the due diligence process before. I'll emphasize it again. Our experience is that if you want a good due diligence process, the directors really need to be keenly involved. You need to make sure you're getting appropriate advice. And uh, similarly, before I mentioned the dangers of some of the dangers of uh, sort of a low cost due diligence process, mm. we understand companies have cost pressures, but don't just choose something on the basis it's the cheapest. It might cost you more in the long run. And finally, if you do have uh, or, or you are involved in a company with substantial assets or operations overseas, we do provide some extra guidance. There are some particular challenges that we think due diligence really needs to, uh, to get on top of. So who are the key people who carry responsibility for making sure that the due diligence is, is correct? Is this uh, the management of companies, boards? Yeah, so it's really the company and um, directors of the company. So okay. they have responsibility for the entire document. Um, but what the law says is if you undertake a, a good due diligence process, then even if there's a mistake in the document, that due diligence process can help protect you from liability. So it's actually quite important to get this right. You talked about the downfall of having poor due diligence and how it might cost you more in the long run. How about the, the flip side of that, the benefits? Uh, some of the, You've mentioned some already, but are there some other benefits of having a really high-quality due diligence process? Well, look, high-quality due diligence can help protect you from mistakes in the document, uh, can minimise the risks of regulatory intervention, so it'll keep you on your timetable can help add to the quality of the disclosure that's going to investors so you actually get a, a better reaction to your prospectus documents. So for all those reasons, commercial sense to do this properly. John, thank you very much for your time once again. Thank you. Have a look at the report on ASIC's website and uh, find our media release on the topic as well at asic.gov.au. Thanks very much for listening. We'll be back again very soon.